0: This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Joe, Nick, and returning champ making his fourth appearance. I think it's safe to say At The Turn Hall of Fame guest. Justin Smoot joining us from Hawaii. Smooty, what's going on, buddy?
1: Uh, aloha. Uh, not much, man. Uh like about to go tee it up at
2: the plantation once we're done with this we won't keep you too long then the (laughs) only thing standing between smooth and around at the plantation course is a a recording on at the turn and speaking (laughs) of a recording of at the turn i my screen has a big red box on it that says recording error i just don't know i just i just don't know what that means but um i just thought (laughs) i'd bring that to your attention before we get 45 minutes into this thing oh now now it might be better i don't know we're going to leave all this in there. Okay. I say we just, look, tee it high and let it fly.
0: Let's, let's If let you're it listening rip. to we this,
2: everything worked out fine.
0: We can't, we can't be playing. Look, all the fans here are the dogs right now, so everything's going to be fine. We're going to be good to go. Before we get to Smoot and the many things we have to cover with him, a reminder to please rate and review the podcast. Someone left us a one-star review. I'm clearly over it because this is the third episode in a row that I'm mentioning it. If you'd be so kind as to give us five stars on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And, of course, we have the promotion. Leave your best story of survival in the review. Whoever has the best one will get a free entry into our 2024 Survivor Pool on the PGA Tour. Will you be able to pick John Rahm? I don't know. You may know by now if he is still a member of the PGA Tour or live. We're recording this on Friday, and speculation is rampant. But, Smoot, that's not why you're here. You're here... (laughs) Clearly, to help me and Nick with our golf games, I saw in the text thread that you sent Nick a drill video. A drill Nick, video. of course, hasn't finished downloading it yet, which I think makes a lot of sense. So, what 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 are you trying to help Nicky with?
1: Uh, trying to get him to stop, uh, kind of snatching the club away in his takeaway, mm. it uh get it synced up with his body.
0: So, when you say like snatching it away, what do you what do you mean by that?
1: Well what happens to most people when they um uh, swing golf club, it's in our hands. Our tendency is to really rip our hands away from uh from the ball. Mm. But that means that club head's whipping around pretty hard once you do that. So you gotta get it synced up with your body and rotating around a proper pivot, which is the drill I sent uh sent Nick, which hopefully he shares with you.
0: Yes, you I I would it. I would very much like that. I'm I'm excited to to see what kind of progress Nikki makes in the off season. Nick, have you successfully downloaded that drill yet? Do you have any idea what Smoot is talking about yet? Oh, he's gone. Okay, Nick is having just ah, ridiculous he technical issues. We don't need Nick to talk about his golf game. We he can really talk go. about it for it's him. More fun if he's not here. <laughs> so he's really like when you say snatching it away. That just means his takeaway is like ultimately like a little bit too quick. He's just kind of I mean, jerking it back.
1: Really, it's. It's crap, and we're working on it. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, here's the thing, Smoot. I play with Nick, like, four or five times this year, and he hit, like, I don't know, out of the 10 best shots I've ever seen Nick hit, like, seven of them were this year. So, like, he's yeah. making progress in some regards. Like, it's coming along, but, you, like, but yet his scores are higher than what they were before. So, like, it's very much a sort of, like, feast or famine thing instead of, like, this... I don't know. I guess like barometer of being like below average. There's like some really highs, but like lows that I've never seen before. So it's, uh, it's just a matter of building consistency into this guy's game, right?
1: Well, right. Even when Tiger Woods was hitting at the best he ever hit it, when they asked him what he was searching for, it was consistency.
2: Yeah. It's guys. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth's master file, he said, was sucking up all my internet from the download. So I've <laughs> <laughs> in the sake I, I was debating maybe i should just skip this recording today and wait for this drill to download and go start working on it but i'll get to the drill later i'll join the podcast for now and uh we'll we'll improve my game a little later on yeah i mean smooth i'm described. guessing smooth let you in on the, on the secret that, that uh he's he he's officially been retained as my swing instructor is that right
1: that, uh yeah yeah that's correct. that's uh,
2: that's that's breaking news i didn't i didn't realize that <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't sure what you guys talked about while I was gone, but yes, I've I have retained Justin Smoot, PGA Incorporated as my official swing instructor for the offseason and, and for the foreseeable future. Um so this is an experiment. We'll, we'll see how it goes. i you heard I'm it first here it's a turn. Yeah, it, it is breaking wow. news. Um Smoot is Smoot's the man. Well, can we get a mean. headline?
1: Can we get a headline on this thing? On our...
2: Yeah, we'll 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 put Nick's new
0: golf instructor Justin Smoot of Hawaii. I, I, I think that's that's the working title for this episode. That's it. So okay. So Nikki, I'm not going to make you say your handicap again, but let's just say that <laughs> Smo- it's not Smoot- going to
2: change for six months. N- no, Smo-
0: <laughs> Smoot. What is what is your like? Do you measure Nick's success in strokes, or do you measure it in like other ways, more like esoteric, like non-measurables?
1: Um. Well, it depends on what he shoots. <laughs>
0: So what is, what Such is like, answer. what is your goal, Nick? And what is your goal, Justin? Let's, why don't we start there? Uh. So
1: Nick said, um, Nick said that his goal was to shoot in the seventies this year. He wants a round that starts with a seven.
2: Wow. Yeah. For, for 18 holes. <laughs> good point. <laughs> and
0: Nick, that is, that is also your, so if you shoot 79 once and you stay at a uh, handicapped,
2: you're going to be okay with that. Um, I mean, if I, if I shoot you're 79 not. once, I'm no, not going to be a 23 handicap. I mean, <laughs> those, those be... two things come, come hand in hand. No, I, I wouldn't be okay with that. But, but the reality is Smoot's not like giving me a, a one-time magic fix. He's, he's building my, my foundations. He's going to build some consistency to my game. So if I shoot 79 once, maybe I'll shoot 79 five times. You know what I mean? And And that would be a huge success. I love that. So Smoot,
0: last time you were here, you gave the awesome recommendation of Ben Hogan's book. I think it was five five tips, I think it's called, or five?
1: The uh, Five Fundamentals.
0: Unbelievable. I am, like, captivated by just the first section of it, um, and I'm really trying to apply those principles in the offseason because my grip is trash. Like, I think my swing is fine, but I just... I can't look at my grip in in, in a swing video. It's just like completely underneath the club. It's so strong. It's like basically a baseball grip. I want to get that beautiful, like neutral, where my hands just sort of like melt onto the grip. And so like, oh, show it to me. Yeah, Oh,
1: God. You like that?
0: That That I do. Oh, look at those Vs. Those are beautiful. That's a a big grip guy. I love it. That's why I go to him. Overlap, interlock.
1: Uh, A little of the Varden, the Varden interlock.
0: Yeah, oh, the stylist. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what i go with too. I'm
1: just so gonna show it to you, you know, you just
0: Okay, I just took a screenshot of that. So I'm going to work on that <laughs> during the off season. So, but this is this, this is something I do really wonder about. Like, sure, I can hold the golf club in my office when I'm in some boring ass meeting. I, I can do it when I'm watching a football game. But like, in order to ingrain a grip, like, do I just need to go beat balls with it or what is what is the best way? To, to like get a new grip without sacrificing the rest of my golf game
1: uh well that's a that one can be tough uh want mm. a lot of uh anytime you can swing a club and pay attention consciously pay attention to your uh to your grip and how that club is placed in your hands correctly in the right spot in your hands the grip can be kind of misleading it kind of tends to make people hold on to it too tight um
0: mm.
1: you know it needs to be lively it needs to be an active part of your golf game if uh if you're looking at the grip as something that's just static it's gonna probably wreck your game
0: yeah I like that so it's not like all right I've got the grip now I never <laughs> I never have to focus on that again it should be something that you're constantly working on as part of your game because it can slip I mean when I when I was in college my grip was like Kind of neutral, and I feel like over time it's just gotten more and more underneath where, like, I can barely see my thumb anymore when I hold the club.
1: And it, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how it happens. Is little by little.
0: Is it? How How many Heidelberger?
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it it is, and it sounds, it sounds, it's almost like embarrassing when when you've you've we've. increased five strokes as a handicap and then you go to you go to somebody i've been playing golf for 10 years and it's like well you don't even know how to grip the club right it should be the first thing you do but <laughs> but i i don't think it's just me from the sounds of this conversation it's just a golfer's natural tendency where they're not consciously focusing on their grip it just gets worse it just kind of deteriorates and gets worse and worse smooth how many golfers would you say just like rec- recreational golfers need to improve their grip like what give me a percentage just off the top of your head
1: 95 probably 90 somewhere along like i mean you know what are you gonna do it's hard um (laughs) but doing just a couple a couple of drills is simple you know and if you need to look at it if you go on range to a pga tour event the best players in the world what are they working on they're checking their grip they're checking their stance they're checking their alignment it's you know the real beauty in this game is found in uh in the fundamentals for me i think i think that's where it's that's where it's at because it's uh it's simple and simple in theory but that's kind of where the simplicity ends
0: well that's i mean that's that's what the (laughs) it 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 sounds so funny because now that i'm talking to you i feel ridiculous about what i said a couple weeks ago because maybe ridiculous is a strong word but like it's just so obvious the things that need to be worked on and it's not like it's just this off season that need that these things need to work on. It's every off season. Cause I told Nick, I want to work on two things, my grip and my alignment. I feel like my actual swing, I can work with it. Like I've been a single digit handicap for most of my life. Like I'm, 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 I'm fine with being somewhere between a five and an eight, but like what I'm not fine with is like, knowing that I'm lined up incorrectly uh, on a tight par four and then just hoping for the best. You know what I mean? Like, that's a terrible spot to be. And I want to feel like I have a really solid set of, you know, setup, fundamentals, grip, alignment. So, like, you know, even if I feel like I don't have my A swing, I can do enough to, like, get it in the fairway. And right now, when I feel like I don't have my A swing, I'm going to shoot in the 90s. And that's a really uncomfortable spot to be.
1: I mean, that's that that measure of consistency, right? That's what we're searching for. We're not always searching, because if you're swinging and hitting the ball, the thing is sitting still. It will, you'll be all right. But it's those bad rounds. It's when you're swinging, you're having an off day, your timing feels off. The fundamentals are going to help you get that ball around the golf course way easier. And it's going to turn you know what would be a frustrating day into a rather enjoyable day.
0: Yeah, I think I think what we've had you on in the past, Moot, we've definitely focused on like full swing, definitely focused on things like fundamentals, um, things like Nick's snatchy takeaway. Um <laughs> you know, in terms of the short game, like I know that most people um short game is a weakness just because it's 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 where the most strokes are saved. But what is one area specifically that you see that amateurs don't focus on enough where they lose like a lot of strokes where they may not think they're losing them
1: um you know it really a lot of times what happens and happens to everybody happens to me especially is just it's like that poor sh- short game shot selection mm. I have an opportunity to hit a little runner up there that's almost certainly going to be within you know 10, 15 feet of the pen, and I take out a sand wedge. Instead, I lay the turf over the damn thing, hoping that I can flop something up on, like, a second-tier level that's just way out of, like, the average person's skill level.
0: Yeah, it's so it funny you say ring, that, because...
1: And then the round is gone.
0: He, he, Yeah, <laughs> because, Smooth, I, I, I have a buddy. He's, he's probably, like, a 15 handicap. He's, he, he's a decent player, you know? And he always chips with his 8-iron. And it's not just rare but i don't know of another person that i play with consistently who chips with anything other than like even a gap wedge is uncommon it's always the sandwich and he's like the best chipper i know like when he hits a bad chip it's like eight feet and everyone's like oh andy uses his eight iron but none of us actually do it even though we see the results there so what What is it about us wanting to use the sandwich because we see it on TV? You know, I heard Max Homa say one time, the worst thing that's ever happened to an amateur golfer is golf on television because all they show are pr- pr- pros leading tournaments. And pros who lead tournaments are always hitting great shots. You're not watching the guy who's grinding out a 75, <laughs> sculling a few chips, and having a tough time out there. So is it just that perception that, oh, pros hit a sandwich, I should hit a sandwich?
1: Yeah. I mean, I really think that's, that's a big, that's a big component of it. It's just,
0: cause it looks sexy when you do it,
2: <laughs> when you pull it yes. off, it looks amazing. And we don't want that. But so, so basically I, I've, I've read somewhere like on, on Twitter, which is a really good place to, to pick up golf um, advice and information <laughs> um, that unless you're like a, a five handicap or better, you should just have one go-to greenside club and unless you need to like carry a bunker or like do something crazy like that's the club you're using unless there's some crazy situation that that demands otherwise so number one do you agree with that and number two how should each person find that club for them like what should be their process for figuring out like this is the club i'm gonna go to i'm gonna stick with it
1: um i do agree with that it's a lot easier to just master one one technique for everything um or just have one tool in your toolbox that kinda of fits it all. Um you know, if we're talking to somebody that's just trying to break ninety, definitely. Take out your pitching wedge, run it up there fifteen feet. All you gotta do is not skull it over the green or <laughs> not wave the sod over it. If that's your goal. You know, as you're getting better and better you're gonna face different shots to try to shave a stroke or two. Um that's when you need to put in more tools in your tool belt, but it should still be the same technique for every club. You shouldn't be changing up techniques. Really? You just change the tool. So if I, you know, that's the best way to get it done, get that ball close to the hole. I feel
2: cool. You're just trying to get up in, in, in two putt. Maybe you'd roll one in every once in a while, but just try to take like the double out of play.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that depends on what level you're How at, many probably. shots it took
2: you to get there? Yeah,
1: that too. Right? Assuming you know, just that,
2: missed the green regulation. That
1: chip for four has a little more pressure than that chip for three.
2: Oh. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I got to save this bogey. I got to keep this around together. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth, I'm curious about something. Um, Equipment. Equipment. Yeah. So as someone who presumably has access to a lot of gear – um, and as someone who is you know a pretty damn good golfer, how much do you look to equipment to change something positive in your score? Because I've got a set of irons. They're they're Titleist. The I bought them five years ago. They're fit to me. I had like you know forty five percent of my greens on a good a good stretch. Um, it's like I feel okay with that. I don't I don't feel like I need to have this search and spend fifteen hundred dollars and buy new irons and a new driver. Like I feel like every decade or so, maybe I'll consider it. But other than that, I I just feel like the chase for something better with gear is kind of a fool's errand. And and I'm curious where you sit on the side of that.
1: Uh, I agree with you, Joe. Almost a thousand percent. Um, You know, there's a reason in the last, I don't know, I think it was, I heard 35, 40 years. A lot of technology has come out between now and then. Maybe the average handicap is down a stroke mm. for your average person.
0: You still got to hit the ball with the thing.
1: You got to hit the ball with the thingy at the end of a stick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, uh
1: I mean, it's fun. It's the most thing. You, it's the funnest thing you're going to do probably today. I mean, you know, unless we get lucky.
0: and then you're having a really good day
1: and then it's a great that's a banner day that we need to have at the turn special podcast when
2: you know you get to play around the golf and emergency pod (laughs) guys guess what happened today speaking of equipment and woods joe and i have talked about this The, the four iron the three hybrid the five wood the seven wood top of the bag i know you're not necessarily an equipment gearhead but like generally speaking you're you five to 15 20 handicap players what's the solution for for that kind of long iron hybrid wood situation because a lot of players you know we've talked about this before it's just like I have a four iron like i, I really don't hit it that often because i don't hit it that well it's it's, it's it's kind of a struggle like should I look for a solution there equipment wise or just just forget about it like I don't even need to worry about that at this point.
1: I mean, how bad are you missing your four iron neck? Is it out of play every time?
2: Doesn't go far enough to get out of play. <laughs> <laughs> if I hit if I hit nine inches behind uh, it, it's it's, it's barely even in play. <laughs>
1: that's it's t- tough to do, it's tough to get the ball around like that. Um <laughs>
2: So hard. So the long
1: iron, the long iron's very important on the long irons. Um, that drill I shared with you should help you. Uh, it's, and I want to, I'm going to briefly uh, discuss that real quick. If that's all right with you guys. It's, it's, Please. Uh, it's yeah. your pivot, the pivot drill, um, pivots, especially important on your longer clubs. You can kind of get away with, uh, not having a great pivot or a turn on your shorter clubs. A little more margin of air, but, uh, so the pivot is basically that point on what your body rotates around and therefore the club head. Um, and what this drill does, and I'll just, um, I'll show it to you. I don't know if people have access to the video or not. Um, we'll
0: try to describe what you're doing.
1: All right. So you're going to take the club and grip it on the, um, the shaft here. Oh, and you the just take there. the grip okay. and you glue it to your left. or your lead side, I should say. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: (laughs) Your (laughs) lead side
1: hip. And basically, you just swing the club with the uh, butt of the club still attached to your hip. And what you're going to feel is you're going to feel that rotation of your body. And you should feel your hips and your shoulders and everything move, as you can see that. And then really, from Mm -hmm. there, you just hinge your wrist and raise your arms. And that arm should be about parallel to the ground. And then from there for your downswing, you just lead it with your lower body and bring the club, the butt of the club back to your hip. Down through full rotation.
0: Cool. So So it's mostly about hip, drill, Justin. Is, is is that it? It's mostly about hip.
1: It's Yeah. Yeah, it'd be mostly about hips. I mean, that's your center of gravity in the golf swing. Essentially, that's what everything's turning around—is your hips. So, really make sure your pivot is down if you want to hit your longer clubs well.
2: Awesome. I'm gonna skip sleep tonight and just uh, just work on that, in my garage. Just
1: grind on it, baby. Just
0: grind. Yeah,
2: I love Download it. Download the
0: file after we're done recording, and then and then you can start working on it, and then and then and then we'll be fine. <laughs> Smoot, I'm always curious about, about pros, about, about PGA professionals. Like, how much do you need to work on your own game to enjoy playing golf? Because I, I have to assume, is it like someone who works in a bank and they count out money where money kind of loses value? Like, do you still value trying to grind and, like, get better? Or are you happy just being, like, a really good golfer and going out and shooting in the 70s, just being like, all right, well, that was fun.
1: I like to get out there and compete too. It's um, you do, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you know, it's always good to have something on it. Makes you grind over it a little bit more. Sure. Um, but you got to take enjoyment in the in the game, no matter what you're doing. It's hard, you know. We get wrapped up in our own heads a lot and uh, get really score focused, and we forget to take in kind of what golf is about. It's about hanging out with buddies, being outdoors enjoying what God put in front of us you know it's it's a beautiful thing
0: it's true man it's it's tough when uh you know you're making triples and <laughs> grinding out there but you know when you're able to like there's such a satisfaction for me like the last round that I played had a terrible start but I was able to sort of like pull myself out of it I made a long putt for par I played like the last 10 one under to to, to break 80 like my last round of the year uh-huh. and I was like I'm so much more, like, I'm so much more proud of a round like that than I am, like, a 74 where I just kind of have it all day. Like, to overcome that mental hurdle of, like, I just did not have my shit together and I found something and I turned it around. Like, there is such enjoyment in that for me. I, I, I don't know if you guys experience that or, like, kind of know the feeling of, like, riding the ship, like, during the round. But it, maybe because it doesn't happen very often, it feels really good.
1: It's, oh, man. I know... Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Keep grinding, man. You're never out of it. Three terrible shots, one miraculous shot makes par.
2: Hagen, that's Hagen. right. <laughs> yeah, I have actually uh, – this might actually come as a surprise to you guys, but I had a lot of chances to write the ship this year um, out on the golf course. And I, I agree with Joe. I, there's a lot of times where I just didn't have it, but I, I, I will compliment my mindset on the golf course. And I actually got a compliment from – a playing partner, like middle of the back nine one round when um, I was not playing very well, but just calm as could be. And and he was playing with his son and his son was just like the, the, the angry golfer. Every time he hit a bad shot, he'd slam his club into the ground. And he looks at me and he's like, you're a great playing partner. Like, I love your attitude. I love your mentality. Um, but I had a lot of rounds where it wasn't going well, but managed to play the last three or four, you know, two or three over, which for me is is good. That's what I'm trying to do over the course of 18 holes but um and i i I agree i took a lot of pride in that like okay you you stuck with it you found something you 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 didn't get overwhelmed um that's fun but i will say it's much better when you're just when you're just playing good
1: oh yeah definitely but uh hey the beauty's in the struggle
2: that's it
0: um so I didn't tell you guys this at first but we do have a finite amount of time. We're using a new recording service so we only have 40 <laughs> minutes here today. Um but I do want to get to a couple of things uh before we have to go. Um just a quick piece of news. I don't know if you guys saw this but Europe already named Luke Donald the captain for 2025 of the Ryder Cup team. Um Nikki was kind of advocating for, uh, like, the U.S. to kind of consider that with a successful Ryder Cup captain in the past, and I guess the Europe team room listens to at the turn. Thanks, boys. Appreciate your support. Um, but Luke named the captain. I think it's a, I think it's a great move. Um, I'm, I'm curious what you guys think.
1: After that beatdown they put on us in Rome, why not? Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my reaction is oh, I don't like what hour. that does to. I don't like what that does to Team USA's chances, which means it's a good move for Europe. So I I do appreciate that they're valuing my opinion on the matter. I just wish Team USA would would find a good captain and stick with him. I mean, at this point, isn't the only
0: response to uh, pull out Big Cat?
2: No. Na- name Tiger I do, I don't, Captain twenty five. I, I don't have faith in Tiger's ability to, to captain the team. Oh, it's nothing not against Tiger. It's like we talked about this. It's like when Michael Jordan is like trying to be the GM of the of the Bobcats. It's like, hey guys, just like take over the game and dominate. And it's like, well, you don't you can't really relate to these guys. They can't really relate to you. Six-footers. You need somebody not who's like a, a grinder.
0: Yeah, just getting in Ricky's face. What the hell is wrong with you, dude? Just make this putt.
2: Orange is the color of pussies. Yeah. I've, <laughs>
0: I've made
2: I've made way harder putts than this.
0: Uh, so good. Um, okay. I do want to get to the mad golfer of the week. We are going to, oh my goodness, Kapaloo with a plantation course, Maui, where Smooth's going to be in just a couple of hours. Here's our mad golfer of the week, Bo Rogers. Quote, beautiful course, an amazing golf course, but has the most unkind and unhelpful staff I've encountered in a long time. Pro shop unwelcoming. Cart area, extremely unfriendly and very bothered that we would be asking questions about where things are. Drink cart, I don't have words to express what her problem was. <laughs> Starter, Bob, the only guy here that was friendly enough to actually talk to. Thanks for taking our picture. Good job, Bob. One year ago, I left a review in photos at the Bay Course that has 15,000 views. I never wow. leave one-star reviews and I have no desire to return here on our annual trip to Maui. So, Bo, not going with how good of a golfer he is, which is a hallmark of the Mad Golfer of the Week, but how (laughs) successful and popular his reviews are online. (laughs) Mm. Justin, I hope you have a better time out there. That's, uh, yeah. That was not my experience. I I, I thought everyone was very classy, and I had delicious sandwich. I was telling Smoot all about the tuna melt that I had out there. Uh, I thought everyone's great out there. Yeah, it's expensive, but you're playing a PGA Tour course on the ocean in Maui, so you're going to pay for that.
1: Yeah, that was a – man. Maybe I'll bring it up to the staff when I get in there be like, hey, what do you guys (laughs) think? I'll report back
2: to you. Yeah, please. What do you think is a starter, Will you be like – Thank goodness, Bob. You're the, you're the one good guy who works here. I'm glad, I'm glad you're you're my starter today. Uh, Congrats, Bo Rogers. You are our Mad Golfer of the Week.
0: And with that, it is now time for Nick Rolls, brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout.
2: All right, here's a quick one that we see about once a year on the PGA Tour, and presumably Joe took advantage of this about 40 times during his one-club tournament uh, that he played in recently. You are allowed to use any club that you want on the putting green. Now, every once in a while, we see we see somebody chip over a hump on a green, and, and the fans on Twitter are freaking out, like, all the damage they're going to do, and that should be illegal, all this stuff. Nope, perfectly fine. You can use any club you want on the putting green. It does really make sense to do it in most scenarios. Joe, I think you played in a one-club tournament. I imagine you were putting with a six-iron for, for the whole afternoon. Only the 33. Other thing, only 33 times. Good for you. Yeah. If your ball is on the wrong green, you are retire- required to take relief.
0: Yeah, I do I do wonder about that sometimes. Um there's always sort of like this awkward moment when people are like, "Oh, uh are you are you supposed to actually hit it off this green or what are you supposed to be doing here?" But look, if you're just playing around with your friends, if it's a tournament that that's one thing, but if you're just playing around no. with your friends and like Like, why would you, why would you hit it off
2: that green? Right? Like, have you you, you
0: ever seen someone try to do this, Nick?
2: I I haven't, but I have seen like pictures of divots on greens, um, on social media, but no, you're, you're required to take relief if you're on the wrong green. So even if you're in a tournament, whatever it is, you you don't play it from, you you don't take a a full swing out of the wrong green. So that's a requirement. That's a requirement. Yes. you have to. You're required do it. to take relief if your ball is on the wrong green. Okay, don't be don't be a dickhead. Just take it off the green, drop it.
0: In fact, don't don't like drop it on the fringe either, and pull out your sand wedge and take a huge divot. Just like be a normal person and put it in the rough and and don't take a divot. Like just be yeah. be a good steward of the golf course, and that is Nick rolls. Well, I was going to ask Smoot some questions. We were going to do a turn 10 with Smoot, but he just got up and left,
2: which <laughs> Smoot literally just walked away. He, just, um, he had enough. Yeah, um, that's a bummer. I was really looking forward to his answers to these questions. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, can you can you try to text him and see what's going on? There he is. Okay. Is he returned? There. Okay, good. Next, next, no. Next. no. No. Okay. Was it raining? It, it, it's all good, Smoot. You're, you're back just in time. It is now time for a segment that we've invented since your last appearance on this episode and this podcast. It is called Turn 10. It's brought to you by Piper Golf. Use Turn 10 at checkout for incredible savings off incredible golf balls. Smoot, it's a rapid fire segment. Are you ready for this?
1: All right, let's go.
0: Question one, Jack or Arnold? Jack. Question two, hole in one or lowest round ever? Hole in one. Number three, world number one or PGA championship?
2: PGA championship. From a number PGA th- professional, that makes perfect sense.
0: Oh, that's of course. Number four, pro V1 to the field? Pro V1. Number five, the most you've ever paid for a single round of golf? I'm always scared to ask a pro this because it's usually like zero.
1: <laughs> uh, Just for myself? Yeah. Yeah trying to think of what I paid at Coeur one time
0: um oh sure
1: I think it was 350.
0: Oh they gotta let Smoot out there come on Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Number six what's your favorite golf club? Nine iron. Mm. Number seven what's the most important putt Justin Smoot has ever made?
1: Oh uh, PAT I was I need a par on the final hole because I made a six footer on seventeen. So six footer on seventeen was probably my most clutch putt.
0: And that's like in order to be a PGA professional, right? Yeah.
2: Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> my palms got was, sweaty as soon as you said that and you did it. It was successful. <laughs> I, I was when he asked that question I was hoping it was a it was a PAT putt. <sighs> Uh, quick follow-up: Was that at U of I or somewhere else?
1: That was U of I, yeah. Oh yeah my was that was on 17 at Idaho, which is yes, so we all know what a bastard that hole can
0: be. <laughs> oh, my, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Number eight, fade or draw. Fade. Number nine, are breakfast balls ever okay? Eighteen of them. <laughs> <laughs> at number ten, smoot. How early should someone arrive to the course before their tee time?
1: I think I'm in danger of breaking this one. Um, (laughs) I think 40 minutes. 40 minutes. 40 if you want to warm up. If you're ready to just go, 15, 20.
0: Well, we're going to let you go. Hit some balls. Get that tuna melt. Say hi to Bob at Kapalua. Justin Smoot, our friend, our buddy, Hall of Fame guest. Thank you so much for being here, pal. Thanks
1: for having me on. Always a pleasure, guys.
0: I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at the turn.